Mission Chats with John Crow. Welcome back to Mission Chats. As always, I appreciate you taking time to listen. And today I'm interviewing with somebody who I haven't seen in at least 10 years. And we first met, I think I was doing the math right, about 13 years ago. So Claudia, it's a privilege and a joy to have you on Mission Chats. Thank you so much for making time for this. And as we start off, I would just love to hear your story, how you came to faith and how the Lord worked in your life to bring you into missions. Thank you, John. So nice to see you again. And thank you for the invitation. Yeah, let me just share a little bit of my journey of faith. I grew up in a Christian family, very committed, involved in ministry, actually. Grew up with my two brothers, and we were, since very early age, very involved Hmm. in things in the church, in the community. And uh, I had my decision, really, that I could understand what it means to be a Christian and a follower of Jesus when I was around 13. And it's been a while already, (laughs) but it was the best decisions uh, in my life just to change, to have this personal relationship with the Lord and to walk with Him and grow from there. That's just my, my beginning from this was already God calling me and giving me opportunities to serve and to do things related to his kingdom and his mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, family, I think, was very, very important. Their the example and the way that they led me into my walk with Jesus. Right. Oh, that's great. Hearing your voice, I think some of my listeners may be curious where you grew up. Yes, I am from Brazil. So close to Sao Paulo and grew up there until my 20s or late 20s when then I left to serve on the mission field overseas. So I ended up in the Balkans in Bosnia-Herzegovina for several years and then work also in Europe with the organization that I'm still serving with. Wonderful. Yeah, we serve together. That organization is OM or Operation Mobilization. And that's where we first met when we were both participating in a a leadership program that was offered. I think I met you, if I remember right, in Brazil at a meeting that was held there. So yeah, it's kind of fun to, to think back many years ago now how that came to be. And I think at that time you were working in Bosnia. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience and your role during the time you were there? Yes, we met at this uh, leadership training today. I remember this. And it was my first official year as the leader of the ministry in Bosnia. So I didn't have a specific calling for a place, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was more like my calling was come and serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I, I was always very open to whatever the Lord was taking me. And I end up in Bosnia. At first was a co- commitment for two years, and I stayed there for quite some time. But when we met at this leadership training that was in Brazil, I was taking on the leadership of the ministry of OM in Bosnia, mm. that I served in that role for about nine years. And then about five years after that, work in Europe overseeing different countries in Europe as well with the ministry. 
So I had um, countries in the Southern Europe, mostly Catholic countries and mm. overseeing it. So in Bosnia, it was a focus on church planting. I was working among Muslims there, living among them. And uh, if you don't know, but Bosnia has about 51% of the population declare themselves Muslims. And it's the official religious as well. Mm-hmm. So then I was working in a region with Muslim and church planting and uh, yeah, engaging with the communities and sharing my faith, sharing love with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big part of my life is, is there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, how big a team were you at that time? Around 10 people. So we, we grew to 15 until we even got to 30 people. My time, we had a teams in different cities around the country. Every team focused on church plant, but also connect with the small evangelical church that is in Bosnia. Just looking to what the least rich areas in the mm-hmm. country that we could focus more and help the local church. Mm-hmm. to to develop and to grow in those places. That's and right. You moved into leadership over a region of Europe, as you shared. And I guess in that sense, you were probably working more with leaders of the countries for that season. Yes. And then for that season, it, it was pretty much working with the leaders or leadership teams mm-hmm. in the different countries, working on strategic planning, what is that we want to achieve on those countries and helping them to really get their dreams and goals and connect to the overall vision and mission. Also, a lot of mentoring, coaching the leaders, developing some that was just coming into leadership, sharing my experience and going through challenges together. I think it's a lot of supporting role for the leaders and for the teams. Mm Now, before the call, we were chatting a little bit and you shared your journey since then, stepping into an even larger leadership role. So I'd love to hear from you about that. Just let us know what your role is like now. But also, as you were sharing, kind of as you stepped into it, it wasn't quite what you had maybe planned for or envisioned it starting like. That's right. The Lord works with me in a a very interesting way. I think uh, the times in Bosnia and also in Europe, like he was just clearly closing doors and guiding me to go back to my region or to Latin America for several reasons. Visa situation, I have a a long-term visa and then suddenly that's not valid anymore. Mm. And that was 2019 when it came about to really return and then I got into a process of appointment and new leadership for the work in Latin America. So the work that I was doing in, in Europe with seven, eight countries, now I'm doing Latin America with about 15 countries overseeing the work of OM in Latin America. Wow. But it was interesting coming into the role in the beginning of 2020 and have the pandemic. Right. And I think everyone probably have been impacted by that because, I mean, we had a beautiful plan because after around 17 years outside of my my country and my, my continent, mm-hmm. going back and trying to adjust to the culture, back to the culture, but also getting to know 
the countries that I was going to work with, right? I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't really travel or visit for about two years. We were not able to visit the fields. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of Zoom calls and talking to people, trying to connect with them, getting to know them and what is happening in Latin America, everything on the video <laughs> and right. not going into places. So that's my beginning of my role as the area leader for Latin America. As I think about Latin America, I know the global missions is kind of shifting and changing. And Latin America is being seen more as a region that's sending missionaries now. I'd be curious on your perspective of how that's going uh, now that you've been in this role for a little while. And is good progress being made in that area? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes, um, I think Latin America is missions force because the church continues to grow and to develop Still, the vision to missions is not as as great as we would like to see mm. because there's a lot of focus still in themselves and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. There's a great need also in the continent, different marginalized group or even the youth that we can see now that is growing, not so committed and would need some challenges. Mm -hmm. And just indigenous people that we see in, in different places as well. But of course, the church is growing and we want to see many more being mobilized, getting involved, serving the Lord and really living out their faith. So that's a big focus on our work to really walk alongside the church and the Jesus followers that we see and that we, we work with and that they have the courage even to take the step and to mm -hmm. really share the gospel with others, with those that have never heard. There is a need uh, for even workers to be there in, uh, in Latin America to help in mobilizing mm -hmm. those that are there. Mm -hmm. But we also see a, a big number of people going. And the focus is this, to see many more Latinos going to the mission field. Right. Well, that's beautiful and exciting, too, to think of how the world is changing, has changed with regards to where missionaries come from today. So that's interesting just to hear how it's going, as it were, from your perspective, having kind of the bigger view of the region. Now, the next thing I'd like to get your perspective on, and I think you've maybe got some unique perspective based on your experience, but how would you describe missions from what you've experienced over all these years? So I believe missions is an act of obedience to Jesus' call to us and going and making disciples. Mm -hmm. We are all called, and it's a, it's a privilege to be part of it, but it is this act of obedience. I understand. I have experienced uh, something in my life, and I want to share this with others and then to really take this step yeah, and serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. and doing what he he has called us to, right? making disciples right. among the nations. And of course, it takes uh, a lot of people to make that work in reality. And I'm curious a little bit, obviously, you know, there's plenty of people wanting to go, and sometimes the, the challenge is the funding part of it. Now, of course, in the Latin American region, I'm sure there's people who want to go, but do you see that churches understand and are excited about the supporting part of missions as well? Well, unfortunately not. Not every church understands this. It's still a work in progress, I sure. would say. Mm -hmm. If I think in, in 
especially Latin America, we have the people don't have the funds to send mm-hmm. everyone. And that's uh, something that the church still need to learn, that it's an uh, investment in the kingdom of God, but also it is investing people that you are part of God is doing. And the act of generosity is still not there in mm-hmm. many places, or it is very focused on their own local ministry, like the church in Brazil or in Latin America, they do a lot, but it's just in the local context. Right. So to really mm-hmm. see them going and investing and sending people, you need a lot of friends and talking to people and bring them together. It's not one church that sends you. Mm-hmm. Usually you have a whole team behind you, Right. people that generously or sacrificially help you and invest in the kingdom. Yeah. And I think that's the same most parts of the world. It's going to be mm-hmm. you know, a whole team of people that make it possible for for one missionary or one family uh, to go and serve full time on the field. Now, something else that become more of an idea in missions is the idea of going and serving with a job to help cover mm-hmm. some of those costs. And are you seeing that happening uh, with missionaries from Latin America? And if so, is it working? Do you feel like it's a good model? Wow, yeah, it is a good model. I think you have to be very intentional as well in sharing the gospel. Let me just share a little bit of my experience. So I've always wanted to go not just as a religious work. So I have my university. I studied linguistics, mm-hmm. um, teaching Portuguese okay. in my in my own country, and I thought that God would never use that. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Like, how come I'm going to go somewhere else and God is going to give me the opportunity to teach Portuguese? Who wants to learn Portuguese? Anyway, but yes, I had that. That was my degree as a teacher, worked on a high school back in Brazil, then worked for the government. So when I left, I was, okay, I'm I'm not going to use this. Okay, this is not relevant anymore. But... God really used that to mm-hmm. open open doors for me uh, in the community. Okay. Uh, first was, okay, just let's just do a language school. We can just teach different uh, languages, idiomas here, and that we can do that. But uh, later on, I was able to really teach Portuguese, for example, to the Soccer Federation of Bosnia-Herzegovina. Mm-hmm. And so all these soccer players going to the World Cup Mm -hmm. and they want to learn Portuguese. Right. And for at the time, they really didn't want to learn Portuguese. They want to know more about Brazil. Sure. (laughs) And I could even share about culture, but also about faith. And that helped Mm -hmm. me also financially because it wasn't uh, just a a normal project um, right. that you do as a humanitarian project, but it was a bit, it, it was the job. But I, I had very clear that, of course, I, I wasn't there for that, but it gave me a key to, to be in contact with a group of people that normally I wouldn't have. Right. Yeah. So if you have a profession, it really opens up many doors. Yeah. And if you have, for example, a, a work, somewhere and that you you apply for that job 
but he, knowing that you are not there just to be a professional, but to be a Jesus witness in that place. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that that is working and we see this and that's in many places, that's how you, you're going to stay on that place. Right. Yeah. So and then it's it's very important to have that in mind that God can really use your profession where you you are if you go full time in your profession just be intentional mm-hmm. and okay it's not just for a normal job but it's God opened doors through that for you to minister to the community sure no that's great that's great to hear an example you know in your own experience kind of that previous job and experience you had before getting into missions actually being something that you could use as a job as you shared uh, in missions later it's it's great to see how god you know has long-term plans often things that we wouldn't expect or see and yet as we look back we can see how he's used those kind of experiences for his kingdom purpose as well i'm going to pause my conversation with claudia here And I hope you'll come back for the next episode when Claudia shares a couple of stories of what she's seen God doing in her life and in the ministry, as well as some other thoughts on getting involved in missions and more. So I hope you'll be back then. And in the meantime, please take a moment and think who you might know that would enjoy hearing these episodes of Mission Chats. And just send them a note, send them a link, and invite them to come and check it out too. Find us online at missionchats.com.